You're listening to The Screw Podcast with Felicia Rose and A-Love. They're here to make you come on a journey with them as they indulge you in all of your naughtiest thoughts while navigating sex with nonchalance. And a whole lot of Crisco, of course. You're listening to the Screw Podcast with Felicia Rose and A Love. We're back for another titillating edition of what we feel like talking about this week. <laughs> Roll right into it. No, actually, let's 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 start this a different way. For anybody that doesn't know, or if this is your first episode listening to us, we kind of have this free, open format of we discuss a little bit about what's going on, uh, you know, in pop culture news sort of thing, maybe some hot topics, a little bit of politics. We also discuss what's going on in our lives, and we also try to bring in some sex education. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome, and we hope that you stick around, like, subscribe everywhere that you can, and... Let's go. What's our first topic, Eric? Mm. So, um, oh right. So the 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 drag queen I love to hate on. Um, <laughs> this week it, it, it's not so much about um, RuPaul. It's more about um, apparently what's been happening on the show. And um, now I'm what's not. What's been a reg- happening on the show? I haven't. I'm not up to date. Yeah. Well, I stopped watching a while ago because like I. You know, um, but apparently um, everybody's up in a rage, and this is according to Lady Bunny's uh, uh, Instagram. But I, I did a little bit of searching around and found some more noise on the topic. So apparently, a uh, heterosexual man has been accepted as a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race, and the queens are up in arms talking about safe spaces and this and that and this and that and this and that. So the the contextualizing that. I kind of heard about it was just basically, you know, like there's constantly like bills in Congress to limit our rights and our freedoms as, as queer folks. And maybe we should be focusing a little bit more on the realm of what's going on in that area instead of like RuPaul's Drag Race accepting a straight man onto the show. Any thoughts? Well, here's the thing. It's not a hill. I don't think anyone should really strive to die on. <laughs> but as, as somebody that's not a drag performer, I have dabbled in being a drag king. Dabbled, very, very, very loosely saying dabbled. But mm-hmm. I have not, you know, spent my hard-earned money in life creating a persona and gone out there and done the shows and all of that. Mm. And I don't know. I, I can't I cannot 100 percent give a proper perspective because I don't know what it would feel like to be in a drag space and then all of a sudden have a straight man come in and think that, you know, it would be the same for, for as far as treatment and all that. You know, there's there's all sorts of layers to it. But I, I again, I, I think that I, I want to say that deep down i want to say it's performance art and because of that i feel like we should have everyone be welcome if they're if they're truly good at the craft and they respect it and respect the space and they treat it as such in a place where it's like everybody still needs to keep in mind all of these things and all of these rules and whatever um i i don't i don't necessarily know if i see anything wrong with it but at the same time i personally don't think that it's we need yeah like you said like there's there's bigger far larger issues at hand when it comes to the queer community in general Mm. and i don't know if this is the hill to die on right so 
but 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 drag isn't my life so it's hard it's hard for me to really answer that with any kind of you know i don't know how i would feel and i'm not i'm not sure how a drag queen feels about that you know see i guess i guess like when i i try to reduce these things to like what they're about like first of all this is a professional opportunity right this isn't a social club a lot of money is floating around so you know it's not as if this was like a a meetup group for drag queens to like hang out and whatever you know if we're still feeling challenged by being comfortable with ourselves in front of straight men i think we've got a larger problem uh, at play and then, you know, the, the, the simple kind of reality is, you know, RuPaul was criticized a, a, a while back for seeming like they didn't want, like, trans uh, individuals competing on the show as well. And, right. <laughs> you know, I, I'm wondering, like, how do we decide to gatekeep um, the rules around this? My, my impression is drag is, is a job, is a performance, is, right. is almost like going on stage. These aren't Typically, like, in, no, in, individuals that dress as women all the time. Trans um, individuals, though, are under the queer umbrella, right? We're talking mm-hmm. about, like... Sure. So now we're making it an us and them thing when we think about that, and that's not necessarily healthy. So sorry to interrupt you, but... Yeah. You know, just to say, like, the, the small... the Not the small. The big difference of that is that, you know... A, you know, a trans person in the queer, you know, in a queer space is a huge difference than a, a straight person in a queer space, Right. Well, and did, did, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know historically. I mean, I, I know I watched the first, you know, first season and a couple seasons here and there, but was there any disclaimer that said specifically that this show was for gay men who want to drag, you know, compete as drag queens? Like, no, and you know what? There are women out there that also are drag queens. Queens, when I say that. Right. So, and they're they're accepted in their spaces as well so i I, yeah i i guess guess. well and i'm just wondering then where's all the righteous rage for some of the other shows that have come out like the 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 hbo show with with uh you know basically the vogue performers having like teams of straight women also compete like you know where where are we picking Are, are are we still trying to paint out like the straight man as our big bad bully of like our childhood and let them persist at like being that character and casting them in that role you know i think it's you know at the very least we should be comfortable with the idea that a straight man wants to perform with a bunch of gay right. drag queens right. <laughs> and that's the other side of it is that it sort of normalizes this whole again straight people in queer spaces and doing just fine kind of thing which is which is also a nice way to see that so yeah i'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate here going back and forth but you know, I, I don't really know exactly how I would feel. And that's the thing is, like I said, if I'm not in that space myself, I can't answer myself. But you're right. There's a lot of gatekeeping going on these days. And it's like, where do we draw the line of like right. what we are saying is OK and what we are basically just doing to us what others have done to right. us? Now, if, if you want to make a labor argument, I'm kind of like I, I can kind of go down that 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 alley with you. Right. Like if you sure. want to say there are plenty of perfectly good spaces for heterosexual men to find something to do for work and make money and survive off of, 
you, sure. you know, why do they need to be encroaching on one of the fewer opportunities drag performers in our community have to earn a dollar? Right. You know, right. Um, but like that's overwhelmingly not the argument I'm necessarily hearing. That's <laughs> you what I, I suspected this, which is interesting because I could I could get behind that argument in a, in you know with, sure. twice. Sure. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but, you know, I, I, this always comes down to me again with identity politics, you know, an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind and nonsense like that. Like, we, we are we really all in a position to be like, you know, cutting off like opportunities for us to bridge divides with, with right. other, other communities? Right, exactly. I mean, what, what we're saying is essentially we need to know exactly what you identify as once you get into that door as a drag performer. And that's identity politics. And we don't, that's, that's, that's right. Wrong. And, 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 us, and us, you know, uh, as our own organization having to like fill out paperwork to pr- <laughs> prove that we're right. queer individuals still leaves a bad taste in my mouth. This, this whole thing, Amen. like we are basically saying, you know, let us check under the hood and see what part you're putting into what part and uh, decide whether that's queer enough for us or, you know, can is you, it? You know what? When you put it like that, <laughs> yeah, now I can, now I can relate on that level, right? Because that yeah. did feel oddly invasive why are why are we gatekeep why are we identity checking and gatekeeping in these ways when we're trying to say like this space is for the people that want to be a part of it that love this thing what you know why do we have to prove that we're one thing or the other why can't we just all be together you know but i know that's kumbaya land in my brain but you know it's it's kind of what we need to be but but let's also think about it it comes to the broader definition of like well what the fuck is queer then Right. Um, I'm sorry. I don't. It sounds pretty queer to me. A fucking man wanting to like, right, you know, right, be a drag drag right. performer. Do we say like you may not identify as queer, but you are queer to some of our straight friends because of their the way that right. they carry on. You're you're right. shucking yeah. the the norms of society. You're shucking the exactly. status quo. You're shucking the standard root of labor. You know, like. I, I I think, you know, going back to Lady Bunny's point, like, you know, this is all fine and dandy, but there are bigger motherfucking fish to fry right now. And if your head is in the game worried about what's happening on RuPaul's dry pit grace instead of what's worrying happening to your, your brothers and sisters on the street, you might want to think about a reprioritizing. If you're thinking well, about both, great. <laughs> we're not playing with sex. We're playing with gender. So right. why is why is sexuality even necessarily brought into this? Like you're playing right. with performance, and you're playing, right. you're doing a, you're you know you're doing a performance of gender essentially. Right. It's not like fucking ten fucking queer men are going on RuPaul's Drag Race and having an orgy, or this is a dating game, or 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 anything like that. So I mean, it, <laughs> come on, come on, folks. Yeah. No. I mean, it definitely. Again, it's it's again. I don't know what it would feel like to be a drag queen in that position, like you said. Mm. You know, because that's the thing is when it's your bag that's getting fucked with, whatever capacity it means. Like you know, you start to you, you feel some different type of way about it sometimes. So like, I'm not gonna. If anybody feels a certain type of way about it, that's a drag queen. I'm not gonna, you know, that's not. I get it. Like, oh, yeah. whatever. but at the same time, like as a person, just sort of engaging in the entertainment or, and enjoying the entertainment, 
I'm all about it. Fuck it, you well, know? And, and, and I'll just point out, like, we are all about watching them have on as an event, like, a bunch of fucking military guys and police officers that they get to fucking play dress up with and compete with as, like, a sideshow game. Right. You know, but God forbid we let them compete, compete, you know, like this, it's, it's, That's the, I never thought I, about those, that, that, because um, some of the worst episodes I've seen in that fucking show are, are this game of, 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 of dressing up very typical straight macho guys with typical straight manly fucking positions in life or whatever. And then dressing up and dragging us all ooh and eyeing over them. Sounds to me like the show is just doing what it, it, it can to like follow the ratings that it feels like it works right. best with. That's exactly yeah, you're absolutely right. So if you want to be pissed about something, be pissed about the money chasers as fucking usual, you know? Be pissed yeah. that you don't get a say in how this show conducts itself and presents itself. Be a pissed that you don't get a bigger percentage of the fucking profits. <laughs> yeah. No, I I listen we have to think about all these types of entertainment where there's an audience and there are performers and you know in that performance world there's always going to be things that are going to piss off the people that have been tried and it reminds me of kind of wrestling right there's a lot of mm. that where people don't get respected if they didn't have to go through this this and this or if they don't have this sure. kind of background it you know right now for example wwe is hiring a bunch of like fresh out of college athletes uh -huh. where they literally just went after like just specifically athletes they have no wrestling background and a lot of people that have been doing this wrestling gig since they were like 16 years old are they feel some kind of way about it sure because they got a different path into a place mm -hmm. where it was it, there really isn't that many different paths to get there right. so i understand why there's some it's like a skip the line situation yeah but, but we have to remember that every type of performance uh, you know, every type of world, every world of performance has that kind of stuff because that stuff grabs money from different places that mm. those, that viewership wasn't there before or that right. you know, those whatever. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, right. we have to remember at the end of the day, it's all about the dollar and the fact that we're even talking about this right now. That's helping. That's helping right. ratings and it's helping their money. And that's all they care about. They don't right. care. They Good don't point. truly care if the queens are pissed in the back or if the queens mm. are happy about it. It's going to cause drama. They're going to have people that are pissed that that person didn't have to, you know, fight their same fight to get any kind of, you know, acceptance. That person gets to go back to their heterosexual existence mm. after the drag and nobody needs to know about it, for example. You know, there's going to be all sorts of debates like that. And we can right. I can smell it from seven miles away. I don't have to even watch the episodes. I know yeah. what they're going to be about because this happens in every type of type of Art. No doubt, There's no doubt. It's somebody that gets to cut the line or gets to go a different route that isn't the standard and norm. And right. so we have to remember that too. This is about money at the end of the day. Yeah, it's your friendly reminder that capitalism doesn't care about you, your identity, your comfort, your space. It only cares about making more money and expanding its market. Right. It doesn't have a conscience in that sense. And I'm not saying Miss RuPaul doesn't have a conscience. I'm saying she's part of a larger, larger media empire now. Right. That right. only has one obligation. About her show, RuPaul mm. is absolutely, you know, in the, the, you know, somebody has 
RuPaul in their pocket kind of thing. Exactly, exactly. She a smart queen, but you know, other than that, like I don't have anything uh, against her, and you know, um, I, I do think it's unfortunate that you know. Uh, she has such a big microphone for the community and is not using it more uh, effectively. But, you know, is that her responsibility personally? No, maybe not. But it's yeah. certainly our responsibility collectively to say, hey, this is probably not something, you know, in the larger scheme of things we should be like calling our representatives over. Right, exactly. Like we, you know, <laughs> throw the same the same energy to some shit that fucking matters, right? Exactly. So right. speaking of looking under the hood, you were talking to me earlier, and actually, it's some new information for me about gynecology that um, uh, I I. I I, I can't say that I overly, you know, even being from healthcare, that I, I know some of the origins of, of, of the profession itself. So Yeah, and you know what? It wasn't until I got into, like, gynecology TikTok that I even knew this. I'm not going to lie. Wait, I wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up. Gynecology TikTok. Hold oh, up. Oh, yeah. There's, like, that's a whole thing. So It's a whole thing? Oh, my so, gosh. So, um, fuck, I will get the name so that we can, like, link it below. But there's this one specific TikToker that talks... She talks about all types of stuff, but she also, like, lately has been talking about gynecology and how it was invented by, like, this racist, sexist, misogynist bullshit dude that mm. basically came up with these practices so long ago, and they've never they've never been updated or adjusted since. And it's like, no one ever thought that maybe there was a better way. Like, no one ever thought that instead of getting the, you know, going into a woman's um, vaginal canal and then going and cutting off a piece of her cervix in order to get the certain cells to test for cancer. Like we didn't think of a better way. We didn't think that in a better way to make an IUD is like not like a clamp on your fucking uterus. Like it's like a clamp. So you know is this I mean? is is this James Marion Sims? Does that sound right for his I, name? I believe that's the one. Yeah. Okay. But um. But yeah. So like, there's you know, there's all this stuff that I've really thought about because in my world, in my in my eyes, I'm like everybody needs gynecology. Everybody needs like OBGYN access, and we all need to like have these healthcare things and blah blah blah. It's like yeah, we need those things, but like let's also talk about how those things are really outdated and like barbaric practices. So it's just an interesting um a conversation that I never really questioned too much myself because it's just like, well, what do you like? Yeah. Okay. You have to go snip a piece of my cervix out to test if I have HPV because like mm. one came back irregular. Okay. And Oh, nothing's wrong. Okay, cool. Thank you for snipping out a piece of me. Like it literally was the worst. I remember I was, it's funny. I believe we had psychology of something together at that point. And I remember walking down the hallway and I had to like, I had to walk over to the side and like hold the hot, like hold something in the hallway because I was like, I start to sweat because I had just had a colposcopy and I had to go to school after. And I, mm. it's just like, that's just, just barbaric fucking things. Like, like an IUD is literally a clamp in your fucking uterus. Like a what? You like, <sighs> like a paper clip, like, no, like a bullhead clamp. It's like, that's what that, wait, what? no one ever explains these things. They just, put them in you or they just do right. that it's just like oh yeah this is this is you know this is gonna be fine or like you know the fact that i was able to go on birth control at the age of 16 even though i had migraines with auras 
Mm. When you are a woman and you have migraines with auras, it literally means you cannot have any additional. That makes you uh, highly susceptible to stroke, right? Exactly. You are so susceptible to strokes at that point. So that if you put any extra hormones in your body without like, you know, actual medical attention to it, without actually being like overseen, you can have a fucking stroke super fucking easy. And like birth control pills are just chock full of fucking hormones, you know? So it's like, there's all this crap that they don't teach you or they don't explain thoroughly. And then you end up with like, you know, blood clots by 28 or, you know, a stroke at 20 to your birth control or, you know, infertile at 32. Like there's all this stuff that people don't really get to have these conversations about because it's just like, well, we're lucky to have this healthcare. Right, 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 right. No, we're not if it's going to be that like horrible for us. So, so I love that. So like, you know, I I decided uh, good old grandpa racist Sims. Um, so he, he was known as a loyal Southerner. Um, he said some pretty atrocious things about uh, slaves and slavery. Um, he asked for loans from the Confederacy to continue his, his uh, practice. <laughs> yeah, so he's a, he's, a, he's a piece of shit. And he tried to save face, it looks like, by saying very, like, kind of sarcastically that, the, you know, everybody should accept the outcome of the of the war <laughs> but definitely a begrudging um guy who said some pretty nasty stuff about um some slaves um so yeah he he he's a piece of shit we should most definitely be looking to review his practices and fucking update those things like even the fucking stirrup thing that they put us in like so what's 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 the biggest problem with because i was telling you i saw that somebody did this thing to have a bunch of women uh redesign some of the instruments and whatever Um, yeah that's amazing and one of the things that I did notice was like, you know, while it still put you in the, the open position, these were like softer, uh, easier, easier things to um, spend your time in. Yeah, like it's, it's like this really, so think about it like this, like your, so it's basically just your typical healthcare chair, uh, healthcare, okay. healthcare table, like, you know, you, you jump up on top. And it's the same exact one that we all use. It's just that at the at the end, because like mm. your like the one that we use at the doctor is the same thing. It's just that you don't see the stirrups. The stirrups are tucked underneath. So you're I got you. This square shaped mechanism, and then mm. they they pull out these little stirrups that you put your heels in, and mm-hmm. you have to scoot your asshole all the way down to the edge of this tape, this very square uncomfortable table. Mm. So you're laying all the way back. You have your head staring at the ceiling. And now your asshole is literally like creeping over the side of this table. And if you have bad knees, you're fucked. They're like Uh. pushing further, a little closer, a little closer. And then the fucking duck that they put in you looks like a medieval fucking vice. It looks like something that like, you know, they, they literally use to like hurt the witches in Salem. It literally is just this. Crap. These are the the vice square speculum or whatever yeah. it's called, right? It, it's like this duck shaped bill that then they crank open and like because of the edges, you can get your like pussy lips caught all over it. Ah. There's 
it's metal for fuck's sake. Like you, you guys can't come up with a nice, even the plastic ones are uncomfortable. You can't come up with something that's like nice and fucking padded Silicone or something. Like, Christ. Like wow. it's, it's all barbaric bullshit. And honestly, I never thought about it until I thought about it. And then I was like, oh yeah, all of this stuff is uncomfortable. It fucking sucks. It sucks mm. to deal with. It feels, if you have any kind of insecurity or if you are a survivor of something, it, you know, you can easily be triggered in these weird fucking things because I'm not gonna lie, it is not comfortable. It is very like, it's just like, I'm not saying you're supposed to have like a nice fucking new, you know, it's not like we don't have to like play sexy music and dim the lights. But can we not? But why not? Can we not, not, be, can we not fucking put a sheep inside of me that doesn't fit to begin with? This sheep doesn't fit. What are you doing trying to do this? You know. It's like, you know what this immediately makes me think of? Like everybody's like 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 horror visions of what it's like to get abducted by aliens and be like their yeah. science experiment, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's yeah. essentially what, like, it sounds like here. Some sort of, like, you know, we're putting you up on the thing to be vivisected, dissected, and and, yeah. and, and definitely, like, probed. <laughs> you feel, and you also feel like you have absolutely no, like, you're defenseless in that moment. There, you, If uh. you say it, say even if somebody screamed fire... For you to get up and out of this position, to be able to get off of this, this, you know, get out of the stirrups and off, you wouldn't be able to do it quickly. It's not because you're, you know, you're in this, mo the most vulnerable position of your mm. goddamn existence. And Jesus. it's like, are you kidding me right now? Like, the, like, first of all, this is an awkward scenario to have to deal with to begin with. We all know that people do not like this. <coughs> appointments because for the most part they remind us of some fucking trauma or something and like i you know not a lot of people want to talk about that because we have to do them right we have to we have right. to make sure we're yeah you you got to get that well woman done like. and so it, it's it's really tough because it's just mm. like all right well these are already like very vulnerable a very so vulnerable situation to be in and then you're gonna put me in a in a literal physical scenario where even if i wanted to have any agency over my own body i couldn't and that's so, the problem so are there so you know do like, you there's know no, there's not even like, armed like there's not even arms on the thing so i could pull myself up if I right 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 so you may not there, you know you may not know this but like do you know are female gynecologists doing this a little bit better is there any like well, difference I've had, I've had both and there's mm -hmm. no difference because it's all the same it's all the same you know, equipment yeah eventually it's all the same practices handed mm -hmm. down taught and it's all the same equipment i've had no different experience from a, because the my gyno from like 16 to 25 was the man that actually extracted me out of my mother's vagina <laughs> and no joke like my, i like extracted <laughs> like yeah, yeah. like he went spelunking and like pulled he, you out he he birthed me and then <laughs> also when i turned sick when i became sexually active at 16 he started to look inside of my hoo-ha so i always wow. say he was the first man to see my pussy and then he saw it like you know as an adult too like you know what i mean anyway so, <laughs> yeah i get you that's a really horrible thing to say i don't know what's wrong with me um, so anyways and yeah. he was he was fantastic. I loved him. But then when I moved to New York, I needed to get a new gyno, obviously. And I've I've never had a consistent one because I never find one that I want consistently. Mm -hmm. But I've had 
I've had things from, you know, say, you know, an abortion to having IUDs put in, IUDs taken out. I've had my my yearly woman test every single year. Your well woman. My well woman test every mm -hmm. year. I think I think there was like one year I missed like, you know, eight years ago or something like that. But like I've had but it's the one doctor I've consistently been through and I've been to so many different gynos. And it's mm. all fucking same. So, I, I don't know. Some of them have better small talk while they're fingering your fucking. Uh, right, 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 right. But like, <laughs> other than that, like, there's no goddamn difference. There's not. Yeah, no I mean, I've 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 heard um I've heard other women before say like, n not only in some cases have they not had a better time with a female gynecologist, they've had a worse time. I've heard that too myself. And, actually. and like. You know, and I, I mean, obviously, bedside manner is is something they really don't train enough in medical school. We all know that from a visit to the emergency room. But, you know, um, I, I, I wonder, you know, if anybody, you know, who listens to this podcast, if they know any alternative, like, uh, gyno clinics in some of the major cities or anywhere, um, you know, like, send us an email at the screw so we can get that information out there. Because, yeah. you know, until there's, like, a mass movement of dem demand for them to change these practices, you know, um, medicine-wide, you know, I think we're left these days looking for those diamonds in the rough for healthcare providers that really can can give us the kind of care we're seeking and need, a respectful, dignified, you know, experience, you know, while we're taking care of ourselves and checking up on our health. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's, that's that. Uh, I don't think I have any more to add to that convo. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It's good to talk about, like, you know, I, I, I know, you know, we're always talking about barriers to care in the healthcare field, you know, things that don't let people see the doctors when they should. And it's amazing to always sit around in a room full of, like, predominantly white men discussing the healthcare of many individuals with many different situations that these men aren't personally experiencing, you know, so... Sure. We have to kind of do the work on the other side, you know, going through lately a lot of interactions with the healthcare system and, and services. I've been, you know, not shocked, but, you know, you, you see that that inequality for every, you know, everybody trying to access any healthcare that they even have already available to them, you know, whether right. it be pri private insurance or, 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 or government programs. I am always shocked, you know, people's hesitation is... I don't know what to do. And when I do it, I have a bad experience. Right. You know, so something's not working out there for anybody. You know, uh, I, we live in New York City. And I will tell you this. I thought there would be a lot more options for queer health care. And they're not. No. And, and nope. the, place, the places that exist are so overburdened with with things you go for an appointment you wait 45 minutes you know it takes weeks to get an appointment you know and it's like well this doesn't help this is this doesn't help with with what we're trying to accomplish you know here and in, in making healthier more thriving communities or healthier more right. thriving women or whatever this is a it's an unfortunate i'm getting over a cold listeners let me tell you oh this time of year it's terrible yeah i, I, <clears throat> I still have a little office, so, I'm super annoyed. Uh, so um you know we've been talking a lot and i'm thinking about one of our last conversations uh you know kind of about 
relationships and and what's allowed in them and and things like that and you know since we had that conversation I talked to a few people you know about this topic and um, you know it, it, it makes me think a lot about you know what what kind of relationships are we having how are we how are we making sure our needs are met in them? Are we with people that are truly aligned with with our own like health and, and, and what we envision for our relationships, you know? And I thought, you know, we talk a lot about sex and, you know, you can be in a relationship for sex, you can be out of a relationship with sex, but a relationship itself, you know, whether you're polyamorous or monogamous, does have like a, a, a set of kind of, you know, things in it, and I thought maybe we could kind of, like, you know, talk about a couple of those in terms of, you know, I, I, I a lot of people broke up during COVID, I noticed. <laughs> it was almost like all that time together or whatever exposed the real, you know, cracks in it, and that made me think, you know, when we start relationships in the working world, in this modern world, um, there's not a lot of available time to actually get to know that person, you know? You think about it, and it's like dinner dates and every other weekend, if you're lucky, and and you're supposed to know that that's, that's the person for you for the rest of your life, you know? Uh, I, I'm, I'm wondering if we're, you know... If there's somewhere we can start, you know, encouraging people to say the things that are hard to say and, and not be, you know, afraid to bang out the kind of relationship they want. That's actually, that's an interesting topic because, like, you know, a lot of times people think about relationships that are super open being just that type, just like the polyamorous relationship. It's sure. Like, you can be super open and honest in a fucking, you know monogamous relationship of course. whatever you know there's there's plenty of you know and you probably should be <laughs> right like i'm in a monogamous relationship right now for example and like my partner will be like you know he'll come over to give me a kiss and you know he usually covers like the screen with his hand so he doesn't because like you know who the fuck knows what's going on on my phone and i <laughs> but sometimes like i'll, I'll like face it at him so you see or like he'll you know he'll like catch a glance he's like are you on lesbian tiktok again and i'm just like yeah i'm lesbian tiktok again <laughs> because, i love it you know i'm still bisexual and i still love women and you know that's i you know i've always uh you know lusted after women more so than like you know but yeah there'll be like a couple actors on tv that i'm like oh he's he's sexy but like that's not you know I'm not looking at dudes in my free time. I, I look at women. And so, like, I'll be on, like, lesbian TikTok, which is my favorite one in the world, because it's just, like, oh, it's so hot. Like, all these just, like, <laughs> beautiful women that, like, you know, uh, they'll just be, like, oh, uh, like, you know, the, the, the thing on the top will be, like, oh, oh, you like mask girls? And, and it'll be, like, a femme, you know, presenting mm. lesbian. And then all of a sudden they, like, turn on the light and then they're, like, dressed in their mask outfit. I'm, oh, God, you know. And it's just like I don't know. I just it's like that's like my little like thing I drew. So you like you like, you yeah. like more masculine presenting women? Oh, I lo I love both, but like mm. I've always that's my number one thing I'm drawn to is masculine women as far as like looks go. Yeah, I got you. I mean, you know, so this is interesting because like, you know, 
we have a lot of like preconceptions about attraction and 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 all these other things and and you know I don't know about you but when I sit with myself I say oh, I'm I'm attracted to a plethora of things not one particular thing that any I would ever expect one individual to be able to like tick sure. all the boxes for right. and no that doesn't mean I have to have a polyamorous relationship but you know it 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 would certainly mean that like I want to feel comfortable discussing and exploring those like desires at least in the in in the context of my own head and it's you right. know if if you have a partner and a confidant you know it is nice to be able to share and 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 kind of exchange those kind of ideas about yeah, you, you know your, like your fantasies like women so we can, i could be like babe isn't she such a babe and mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. not really my, my cup of tea but i see what you say you know or like he'll be like yeah she's hot you know so it's just like you know we're again we're monogamous but at the same time like the attraction doesn't go away. I, I'm still attracted to women, and I'm, you know, just being right. respectfully. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink. You, you know what? I... <laughs> <laughs> it's just like he appreciates it because it's not like, and he's not, you know. There's, there's also the other end of that where there's like, you know, uh, you know, I've had boyfriends that like really get off on it. And it's like, oh, sure, right, sure, sure. I get it, fine. I it's fine. But like he's he more like appreciates that and he thinks it's cute. He's like, Oh, you're on like TikTok again. But it's like I don't have to hide that side of me and like why right. should I? Because it's a piece of me. It's like that's you know, the same way if he he'll be like, Oh, you know stop staring so you know, being able to be open about whatever other pieces about art, you know, that make up mm. you, that's, that's a big, that's an, it's, it's not necessary always, but to be able to understand a little bit more about what makes your partner tick. Well, so you know? that's what I, that's what I was thinking about when you were saying that, you know, we, you know, and this happens with queer men a lot, you end up finding yourself in a more competitive nature in your relationship rather than one of like, you know, relatability and camaraderie, you know, you may not all be into the same things, but you're into things, right? And like, you, you can find a, a, a beautiful commonality in, in that instead of, you know, like, you know, feeling that this is something you have to compete with. I, I I know and in, 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 in for myself that there's only so many I can't compete with a I don't know, pick a sexy looking actor and fill in the blank because I'm not that person you know and we have to trust and respect that our partners appreciate us for who we are and that's why they're predominantly with us and that that we bring and fulfill something in them that they want fulfilled no I don't ever expect to be fulfilling everything in a partner how unreasonable is that you know it would be like spaghetti fulfills all your your dinner needs forever (laughs) yeah you know there's there's a lot of things out in the world and a lot of things to be interested in and and these interests can change over time you know highly much more recommend you work on establishing a respectful honest relationship with your partner than one based on expectations you know right we will no i mean i I, I think that that's something that it's i don't know it's almost taboo to be super open with and you know then 
maybe check your jealousy and check your, you know, how you feel in that relationship. I get it. In listen, insecurity is always going to loom over most people. Most people have insecurity. Sorry. And that's Sorry. okay. But it's also okay to be honest. Like, okay, babe, you know what? Maybe you don't tell me about the redheads that you're into because I have a weird jealousy about redheads. But you can tell me about the <laughs> There you, you go. Know, like, it's okay. It's okay to be honest about your insecurity while also being open about things that I, I know it's sometimes weird to have very specific like tastes and interests or dislikes sure. about what the other person is into. Sure. It's okay to be honest about those things. It's like you'd be surprised. They might have similar things that they want to make addendums to. So I don't know. I just I think it's fun to be open and honest with your partner because you know the what what better than to share in in something like attraction or lust for right. other people well when and it, it, it like appreciation and whatnot be honest you know and it works on that shame reduction right anything that we're thinking is a rule in a relationship or anything most likely came to us from the top down namely some rich white folk that wanted us to behave a certain fucking way right because it ended up being good for their bottom line so right. you know in we talk about shame reduction all the time. Being able to say things that are true for you is about shame reduction. You know, being able to like share with your partner certain things and have them hear them because it's a two pronged thing. You can share till your heart's content, but if somebody is being rigid with you and not open to your sharing, you are like setting yourself up for a certain right. level of hurt That's and, true. and it's betrayal. True. My one of my exes, I was in a polyamorous relationship, how you know, like a decade ago, and the my girlfriend in the relationship was like, I don't care and or mind hearing about like you having been with other men. I just don't want to hear about you with other women, even though I know you do it. I don't want to hear mm, about that. Mm, and mm, I, mm. no problem, no problem. If that sets us up for success fine <laughs> you know well I mean? and and as long as you're okay with that you know like we we well, we, t we talk about this thing it has to be both ways like if if you don't feel like you're going to do a good job conducting that polyamorous right. relationship without being able to share and that's usually one of my my drawing lines like i personally like i have to be able to share otherwise it it does feel like something Eating that I'm something, being dishonest yeah. or shameful about. And like, you know, well, it, it, it doesn't make me feel good that, that if you hear about it, you're going to feel sad. Like that sucks. Right. Or, that's, that's very true. And I never, I mean, I was young. I never really thought about that, that part of it, but uh, you know, between you, me and the listeners, I never was with another woman when we were, when I was with her. So it didn't, sure, 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 sure. Like, it didn't feel like cheating because I didn't do it. So I, but I do see how that could feel like weird when you're like, this person doesn't want to know enough to the point where they tell me not to tell them. That might mean that they would be upset if they knew I did it. So therefore, you know, right. so it's, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I mean, if we're if we're talking about anything in relationships, whether it's friendship or or, or romantic, you know, involvement, I, I'm still always going to err on the side that if you're not having a level of honesty in in your relationship, you're allowing for like a tumor of sorts to like start building, right? And right. like, 
you know, and then the only thing I would say is, you know, why are you, you know, why are you in this relationship? What is your objective and your purpose with it? Maybe you're just looking for companionship. And again, all those things are up to the two or three or four of you <laughs> to define for yourself. You know, don't right. don't let us be the ones that tell you oh, that's OK or not OK. I, I, it's more of like tools of the trade. Like if you're attempting this and you, you want to hear from people who have had more successful polyamorous relationships which there's not enough of us speaking out about what that looks like and I'll tell you right now it's just communication oh, well, you, you, it's just you honesty need, you need to join uh TikTok because there's a whole polyamory TikTok. See, see, I knew this was coming. Like, I've been avoiding TikTok for so long because I, like, my brain is Stop. like, can I really? Stop re avoiding it because so it seems like it's gonna be so dumb. But once you actually like filter what you want to see, like once you start liking the the posts that you truly want to see, you cater all like everything I look at is exactly what I want to see on TikTok. It's very right. rare that it's some filler bullshit anymore, which is great because I can truly get to like appreciate the things I want to, you know, like I get to see hamsters and fucking like the <laughs> aging out of their mad femme clothes, you know, <laughs> and gynecologist <laughs> equipment. And yeah, right. Like, you know, like ch chicks talking about shitty uh, gynecologists and crap. I don't know. I think I think my hesitance has more been about new technology. Like I, I oh, you know, think of all the shit that's come and gone even since I've known you. Like, or and I don't even know if it's gone yet. I just know people aren't like what like Snapchat is now like barely talked about. Uh, uh, some fucking I feel like there was something with the word kick in it. Um, I, you know, all these things have kind of like Vine and whatever have come and gone and come and gone. And I don't, I, I, I have only so much cognitive ability as I age. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, all right, if it's going to really hang around for a minute, you know, I did the same thing with Facebook, you know, and I like, I, well, I, look, I, all I'm saying is if you want <laughs> to people talking outwardly about polyamory, there's, thousands of them on tiktok i'm just saying oh okay yeah no that's right. good that that's i'm not that's... saying that you are gonna download tiktok and find it i'm just saying that like there is actually places where you can like mm. there are spaces and places in within like the tiktok world for any listeners that are interested in like learning more about how others do it and not just you mm. know the, the opinion of these two bozos that are talking right now there's, <laughs> there's so many people telling their stories and answering those questions through tiktok okay so i want to i want to find accessible because you can like comment and ask questions and a lot of times they'll answer them for you so so i want to find like some of the most famous polyamorous tiktokers and have them come on the show and and explain to me how to use tiktok <laughs> we're coming for you um well fuck yeah so you know um that was you know that that's all i you know i think i think talking regularly about things like relationships and whatever is a good thing you know like you know there's no one you should be able to at some point like experience like exploration and like the depths of your pleasure with and your partner you know this is you know, if you don't have a safe space with your partner, like, you know, review that and like think about that and contact, you know, your friends and loved ones and, and, and please like consider that you're in, in the healthiest space you can be in. And also if you're single, think about what, you know, when we do have these conversations, 
think about what it's going to mean to you to take some of this stuff into like your first hangouts with new people and those first conversations. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes these are good topics to get into right from the gate because the world is changing and a lot of people are changing too. I'm seeing more and more people like in mm. my age range and, and up. So I'm 34. So like 34 and up, you know, getting migrating more toward polyamory, more toward mm. open relationships, more toward, you know, sister wife things. And I know it sounds like obscure to some people, but honestly, it's it's something that's obscure as you think. Yeah. No, it's like really not. And yeah, um, gone are the days yeah. of which you need to marry your your wife at 16 and start your yeah. farm and like have your kids and while you're single, let yourself explore what it would mean to like consider all of those pieces to the puzzle. And that might open your dating pool, too. You know, fuck it. Whatever. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for tuning in to the crew. Be sure to subscribe, like, comment. Make sure you give us feedback. Follow us on Instagram. We're going to have some contests really soon. Also, follow us on Twitter. It's the screw NYC on both platforms. Please be sure to follow us. We're also going to have brand new Patreon content. Patreon? Patreon? Um, Patreon. The We're going to have brand, brand new crone out very soon. So feel free to sign yes. up. There are some cool little nuggets there for you to see as of now, but there'll be more soon. And also, shout out to Nuclear Order. Go find us on nuclearorder.com. I'm going to have a radio uh, radio slot soon there on there. Yeah. I don't know some of it yet, but we're going to be talking stuff. So. Yes, and if uh, <laughs> you are a purveyor of porn and other like things and need some dick spray or whatever, go to nuclearorder.com, the support us page, and you will see all of our affiliates. Um, if you're going to get, yeah, you go, know, go get, shit anyway. and get yourself some products and get some discounts and, and get, get it on. Shit like that. Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. Help pay our producer. Thank you, B. Love you. Fuck yeah. Uh-huh.